0: Kia ora and welcome to the Kātōitoi Toy 2021 podcast series. This is a special limited edition podcast series of five interviews commissioned by Creative New Zealand as a part of the 2020 Kātōitoi Toy pilot. This interview and illustration sits within a series of commissioned essays, interviews, podcasts, and artworks to be published over 12 weeks supported by Creative New Zealand. In this special series, we'll hear from five of the review panel. Each of our home looked at work within three categories to help select the final compiled archive for this year. Kia ora, I'm Louise, Design Assembly founder and director. And today I'm talking to Trudy Hewitt. Trudy is currently freelancing and living in Te Te She has enjoyed being a design tutor at WinTech School of Media Arts for the past two years and specializes in packaging, branding, and all things type. Kia ora, Tr- um, Trudy. Um, I'd like to start by asking you to tell us about yourself, uh, where do you come from, how did you get into design and um, what do you do
1: day to day now? Kia ora. I grew up in a small town called Kirikiri, which is in the Bay of Islands of Te Tokerau. How I got into design is a little bit funny, actually. I wanted to study fine arts like my big sister, Marita classic youngest sibling move. But my accountant dad said that I wasn't allowed to because she was four years out of her degree and, insert air quote marks, didn't have a job. Um, So it was my design teacher at the time that gave me a list to show my dad of all the jobs I could get with a design degree. And he gave me the green light and I studied at Massey in Wellington. To be honest, I wasn't really sure what exactly design was. Uh, But I love drawing, making patterns with shapes and experimenting with letters. So I dove right in and I had never even been to Wellington. I've since thanked my dad for being a stick in the mud. Um, And I know that I'm a far better designer than I would have been artist. So today, which is like 12 years later, I'm living at home, freelancing, spending heaps more time with my whanau. I'm tour managing, a very talented friend um, and applying for jobs in Melbourne. So lots of different things going
0: on. <laughs> do you retain um, any kind of uh, arts practice? And... I
1: I've, I've been really getting into drawing a lot, and i when I when I think of what I was doing in high school with in terms of wanting to do fine arts, it was basically I was just doing illustration. Mm. So I'd been doing a bit of that. I love to sew, which is just I mean it's not exactly be, an art form really, but it's such a creative like take, tackles that kind of like creative and logical element of your brain.
0: Hmm.
1: And so today we've um, got together to talk
0: specifically around the 2020 Ka Toi, Toi archive project and um, the role that you had as a reviewer um, and a bit of a look into the process that you went through. So I wonder if you can start by telling us um, which categories you reviewed and um, maybe couple of projects that
1: stood out to you in those categories. So I reviewed the poo header which is the packaging our Congo student in the toy Matehiko digital categories um, and I um, reviewed them with my co-tutor Jordan Foster from Wintech um, we call them foz. So yeah those were the ones that I looked at. Um, I found that there was just so many amazing projects. And it was so, it was just so awesome looking through them all. Um, but the one that I've picked out to talk about was Capsi, ah, oh, yeah, by Make Bardo. I just love that project. <laughs> <laughs> but Fozzie and I, it was really great having a co-marker, a co-reviewer, because it meant that we could really discuss a lot of what we thought about the projects, and so we found that it that CAPSI kind of really challenged the codes and conventions of packaging, design, typography, and composition. And it's challenge and innovation and it's simplicity and, le- is its simplicity and lack of design. And I love that it's ch- not just challenging for us as designers, but it's also challenging for the consumer as well. And I think that it, like today it's really easy to over-design something, but it was really refreshing to see a project that kind of took that opposite approach. It's like a simple product, a simple solution and in quite a often chaotic and challenging FMCG world, it makes it stand out. And it kind of has this like little nostalgic nod to it, um, but it's modern. And I just, yeah, I thought that it was a really great example of New Zealand design that has that impact and influence, which is what we were looking for.
0: Looking across the three categories um... – did you kind of glean any specific insights or learnings or see any overarching trends that you felt emerged?
1: I think that the way that the emerging trend was kind of, I found, was just an, um, an emphasis on that design is about problem solving. Um, you know, you can talk about type trends or colour or, or, you know, those kinds of trends, but I was kind of more impacted by, you know, the, the projects that didn't necessarily have this kind of trendy, beautiful look, but um, what the project's purpose was and their response um, was really impactful, and that's what I kind of really took from a lot of the projects. Um, you know, it's that kind of, like, design for social good. And and, and before you um, went through this process,
0: did you have any um, preconceptions or kind of expectations of what you would, of what you thought you would see?
1: Nah, I I tried to not. I kind of like, I actively thought don't put any expectations um, and don't really think about, I mean, in terms of the student category, because I had students entering, but um, I thought that it was kind of really, um, and, that you know, thinking about all the projects that I've seen over the past year um, and then in the likes of the Best Awards, but... Yeah, I kind of just tried to, th- I, I was just really interested to see who was going to be a part of it. I kind of, yeah, I didn't really have any of those expectations. Talking
0: about kind of, I, th- I think you probably found quite a lot of delight in that, in that um, one project that you talked about. Um, but did you kind of have any other moments of, of, of delight in the work that you looked at?
1: Yeah, in the um, digital category, I loved the um, Voice of Racism project by Clemenger BBDO like that was kind of one of the epitomies of how design can be used for problem solving. Well, how design as problem solving can be used. Um, and like from my Pākehā perspective, I thought that it was such a great example of this. Um, you know, racism is still such a big issue in our society. And I just thought that that project tackled it so well, you know, making people hear what it sounds like adds so much power to the message. Um because if you've never experienced racism, then how do you really know what it's like? Yeah, and I just found that that trigger of compassion and understanding was so powerful. Um, yeah, it's just an amazing an amazing project. And, and was there anything that you were kind of surprised
0: to discover?
1: I loved the, um, in the, um, where was it? It was the zines in the A Kongo student category. Um, that Otago Polytechnic did it was like a you know it was a response to COVID but I just loved that from an education point of view of that adaptation to COVID of what you're teaching and just immediately you've just got to like just got to be able to sw- swivel as much as possible and so I just really loved that project from that perspective and something like a zine like that when you know COVID was such an emotive time I feel like I was part counsellor, part tutor for most of their lockdown. So it was kind of really awesome to see these zines and how they adapted to it and the outputs that all those students came up with was so amazing because it was something that they were, you know, experiencing. And then another one which I also loved was the Island Gin by One Design. Yeah, I just, it was just that great example of craft and innovation and concept and it was just so uniquely Aotearoa down to you know and being able to follow a concept not just on the label but down to the bottle as well it was just like oh it was awesome it was beautiful
0: um, and is there anything that you kind of generally wanted to um share or say about the archive as a project
1: um yeah so I like I have to say that um I thought that um Nicole and yourself have done like such an amazing job and I definitely felt very privileged and humbled to be a part of it um it was yeah it was such an exciting project to be a part of yeah I think that ka Toy for me was about showing showcasing design with a purpose and it's it felt like it eliminated a bit of that elitism and competition that I have felt has kind of been embedded into our industry. But one thing that I really loved was that, um, you know, the inclusion of te reo in our design language kind of made me highlight. I was thinking of, you know, our design terminology that we so often use, like hierarchy and composition. But why is te reo not in there? You know, as soon as you see it in a part of the project, it kind of makes you realise how, it just hasn't been a part of our design language for such a long time. So I thought that that was something that was really great for me.
0: Thanks very much, Trudy. Um, We're incredibly grateful for your participation in the project and it's um, great to hear your insights and um, what stood out to you and and, um, get some kind of more feedback, I think, in terms of these particular projects. It's nice, I think, the designers and studios to hear that directly from the reviewers as well. Um, And thanks for your time today and um, chatting to me about all of it. Awesome.
1: Thank you.